0: Hi, everyone. Jake and I are so grateful for all of your support. We want to remind all of our listeners to always dive within the limits of your training and experience, and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are so thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with all of you. Stay safe out there and always have fun. I would like everyone to know that Jake has been ignoring me for the past month. Um, this is the first time I've even heard from him. And when he came on to the recording, he had this big bushy beard. I didn't even recognize him, you guys. Jake is like, I don't even know who he is anymore. I left and everything changed.
1: This is all fake news. I don't know what Miles is talking about. I am clean shaven. I look amazing. I've been talking to Miles like every day. This is insane. This is okay. insane. This is big. This is big journalism trying to get you to believe their narrative. So, and You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't believe it. You Jake. shouldn't believe it.
0: Jake, I would chill if I were you. Your nose is not going to fit through the door when you try to leave the office today, Mr. Pinocchio. Like Mr. Pinocchio with your big liar nose. Especially about the clean-shaven because absolutely not. I'm I would literally want Dom to tap in and comment on this because Dom also knows that you're not clean-shaven.
2: And with that, welcome
1: to <laughs> Dive25. We're one episode away from one year of Free Descent. And I want to thank everybody who's been along for the ride. All of our dissenters. Do we have a name for our fans? Can we, can we never do that? Can we never name our fans?
0: I'd like to thank myself for being... What that, what's that quote that's like, I'd like to thank me for being me.
1: I don't know the quote, but I'd also like to thank you for putting up with me.
0: It's a Kanye thing where he's like, I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank me for being me. I'd like to thank myself. Um, (laughs) And all of our fans.
1: (laughs) That sounds... (laughs) That sounds like a Kanye thing. But anyway, yes, I'd like to thank Miles. I'd like to thank everybody else who's made this podcast so amazing. All of our guests. We'll do a big thank you on next um, next episode. Yeah. But yes, thank them. you all.
0: It's too weird.
1: We are one week away from – Well, actually, we're not one week away. By the time you listen to this, Miles will be at or heading to – the frozen tundras of wherever it is you're going. And Mm -hmm. I will be headed in the opposite direction towards 85 degree beautiful clear water in the Caribbean.
0: It's beautiful clear water in the lakes, just as long as nobody mucks up the bottom.
1: We'll we'll hear from we'll hear from uh, our interview exactly uh, exactly what the water is like, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you because I know you've been thinking about this for a long time, and I'm excited for me because I've also been thinking about this for a long time. But I have a problem, which is that I just moved this past weekend, and all of my gear is packed away in a box. I mean, it's in my dive box, but it's all packed away, and I have the suitcase that I plan on using is currently full of other crap. So I oh, have to dude, get everything out I didn't of it.
0: Think about that. I didn't even think about that. Man, are you going to try to pack a little bit early? Then, like, you should make a list because I would forget stuff if if I had to do a dive trip right after a big move. I would totally forget something.
1: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm going to make a list uh, tonight because I'm going to basically pack all afternoon tomorrow. And my flight. I have a red eye to Miami tomorrow night. Um, and then from there I'd meet my parents and we head out. So share, I'm just going to share
0: your list with me one, because I'd like to see it Two, because we should post it on the Instagram.
1: Yes. I will post the, I will, I will sanitize the list and post it.
0: <laughs> and I'm going
1: to, I'm going to bleep, I'm going to bleep out the word underwear for anyone who's uncomfortable with the feeling Jake's, of me wearing Jake's, underwear.
0: Jake's diapers,
1: mm, my adult diapers. So I can dive longer in my dry suit than you.
0: I do want to bring that up.
2: I want to bring
0: that up. Not now, but the next time that we talk about ice diving, I want to bring it up. And you know why.
1: Did we talk about it with April?
0: We talked about it with Lydia.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. All right. So (laughs) let's, let's, all right. After all the ice diving and everything, let's bring it up then. Let's talk about it then. Because that, because it's, it's. We would not be alone in wearing the adult diapers. Um, Do you
0: think we mess with Lydia and say that the ice diving shop told us that we have to wear diapers? That you have yes, we to
1: should because she won't listen to this before she goes she out there. So she, she, it. I know what I know, I know she won't. So I'm yes, gonna tell, tell her that, that
0: when, when, when Mark sends me the packing list, I'm going to add that. I'm going to say, I don't know. Mark said that, like, you have to wear diapers. Like, he just said, like, something happens to your body and you just, like, compulsively pee.
1: Do it. (laughs) That'd be so funny. That would be hilarious. (laughs) She shows up, like, swaddled. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: I just want to see her, like, do the adult diapers through the airport in San Diego and then be like, is this an old lady? Like, why do you have diapers? That's so
1: funny. (laughs) That's so funny. Um... Speaking of, we've been, we talked about this on other episodes, but I am planning on checking a bag, both directions. And with the transits in the airport, uh, I've had friends do this as well. Having global entry is the difference, but can be the difference between making and missing a connection. So for the good of yourself, your own personal sanity, but also for the good of your friends, because then you'll also have pre-check and your friends won't have to leave you behind. Get, we highly recommend getting global entry, so that way you go through fast. You can make like a, my friend had a, a two hour layover in an international layover, like coming from Mexico into the U S and then had a, a connecting flight. Uh, I think it was through Dallas. And uh, she made her flight with 15 minutes to spare before boarding because she had global entry without global entry. She definitely would have miss the flight. So Pro tip for the fans, for the people, we do it for the people. Get yourselves that global entry so you can take the connecting flight, which is usually cheaper, and save yourself some time. Maybe get a snack uh, on your layover.
0: So I'll look into tip. that. I'll look into that. Yeah, do it. I don't have it. So, some things. So I've already been. I've been packing and getting things ready for Spain and buying like all sorts of. You know tech stuff for working from home, like in another country, as well as just some basic items that I might need. I've just been, you know, I got a couple basic outfits, just so that I can pack lighter and make a lot of different outfits with a small combination of clothing items. Um, You know, like I've done the backpacking thing before, but that was through Central America, which is a much different um, dress code than Spain is going to be. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting really excited. I have a rough outline of my suitcase downstairs in the basement and I've kind of laid everything out and I started to do like my round one of packing. Usually what I'll do is when I'm going on a big trip, and I know I'm going to struggle with packing, I'll pull everything out of my closet that I potentially might bring or want to bring. And then I lay it all out. And then I make decisions and I have like different rounds of packing. And so we did round one of packing. And then like, I'll have another round based on like what actually fits and you know, all those kind of (laughs) things.
1: So is round one just like the critical stuff and then you go from there?
0: No, round one is like, everything that I would potentially want to bring. And then I pare it down and I say like, okay, I really don't need five black shirts. <laughs> um, and so I just kind of pare it down from there. And so like round two, I'll pare it down even more. And I'll say, okay, I really can only bring three pairs of pants. Which ones am I going to take? And then I, gotcha. pare it, I pare it down even more as I go. I don't do this for every trip but I do it for the ones where I'm going to be gone for a while. And I'm really trying to like consolidate clothes and I'm also bringing scuba gear. And so, but some of the other things I got, I got some packing cubes, um, just to try to condense my clothes, but also organize. I got an electronics organizer. So I have like all my work from home stuff, um, and like my portable office all organized. Um, And then the best thing that I got, the best thing that I got, I got the Garmin, baby. I got the Garmin. I
1: know. You texted me. I'm stoked.
0: I sent it, and I got the Garmin. I am so pumped. You guys, check out my gear on Dive with Buddy now, because at this point, I'll already have it, and I'll have added my watch to it. I got the Descent MK. 2s, um, 43 millimeter.
1: Got it. Okay, so you got that. You got basically the same one I had that doesn't have air integration.
0: Yeah, but it's, the, yeah, it's yeah. the
1: same thing, just without the air integration. Which I know you don't use it even on your current computer.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't. You don't. I, it's not something that I'll be missing out on. Um, at some point, maybe I would upgrade. But for right now, and I'm not going to take the air integration with me to another country. So. I I don't know. It just didn't seem like a necessity to me.
1: You know, I mean, you're bringing your own gauges anyway, so it's not like you have to learn bar.
0: I am going to bring my regulator. Like, I am going to bring all my stuff because I'll be checking a bag. And so I am going to bring all my stuff. Um, But, yeah, guys, check, check my buddy app, and you'll get to see my new Garmin Descent watch on there. I'm really pumped about it, so I'll add it into my gear portion of that app.
1: Yeah, and if you guys uh, want to know more about why we chose the computers we chose, hit us up. We're happy to talk about the gear we have and what made us go the direction we went. Um, Obviously, I have the integrated one because it makes my diving a little bit easier, but I still carry gauges. Because in case the integration fails, I always want to make sure I have a manual analog way to know how much air I have.
0: Yeah, Um, my first my first dives on it are going to be the ice dives because it gets here, yeah it gets here tomorrow so I'll have it in time and that was like one of the goals is to be able to use it right away and practice on it and just get some dives on it right away.
1: All right. Well, after all that preview about all the trips that we're going on, uh, we have a great interview with the owner of the dive shop that Miles is doing both her ice diving certification and the Ice Diving Festival with. Now, I want to preface before we get into the interview that some of the audio quality was a little bit messy. uh, Where he was in the shop and with his internet, it wasn't a great connection. But we were able to get through the interview. He sounded really good. The event sounds great. So we can't wait to hear what you guys think. And uh, we'll see you on on the other side.
0: This is our new friend, Mark. Mark. Please introduce yourself and tell us all about where you work and why you're on the show today.
3: Okay. Well, my name's Mark. Uh, I'm with Midwest School of Diving. We're based out of White Bear Lake, Minnesota, and we're here today to discuss the phenomenal aspect of ice diving.
0: Woo!
2: Welcome to to the show, Mark.
3: (laughs) Thank you.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so we have been talking about ice diving, it feels like, for the last five episodes, just because I've been really excited about it ever since I knew that I was going to go back to Minnesota for a little bit. I knew that I couldn't spend two, three months out of the water, and so I just got my dry suit back in November, and so I knew that I wanted to come ice diving, and luckily Lydia is coming with me as well, one of our guests that we've had on many times another instructor that i worked with in san diego and lydia and i met mark with midwest school of diving and we found out about the ice diving festival mark tell us more about the ice diving festival and everything there is to know okay
3: well the ice diving festival started oh probably about five years ago uh we've always done ice diving up here whether it's for the recreational divers or for the fire departments, sheriff offices, uh, the volunteer uh, dive teams. And we had a gentleman come up from Fort Lauderdale and middle of January, he came up and he had a blast. He got uh, ice certified. He froze a little bit. Uh, He wasn't properly dressed, but it was like, you know, If we had Kyle come up and he had fun, let's see who else wants to come up. And it's just slowly evolved to last year we had people from 26 U.S. states uh, two Canadian provinces, North Africa, Europe, and Asia uh, come in. And since we've got all these folks coming in, it was like, okay, well, let's give them some additional opportunities to come together as a dive group, dive community. And so we had scuba manufacturers come in. We had roughly about 24 scuba manufacturers come in. They did displays, all the displays, all the tents were out on the ice. It's an ice festival. And ended up being by our the numbers that we had, it was the largest ice diving event in the world. Uh, and we also had all the scuba manufacturers, representatives there. Now we Patty SSI SDI. I think I'm missing somebody, but also Dan came up and we just had a great time. Unfortunately, it just happened to be the coldest Saturday of the winter. And, uh, there was a lot of ice cubes, but, uh, everyone had fun. It was a blast this year. We are looking at over 100 people on March 2nd under the ice. Uh, We have some new vendors coming in, but we're looking at probably about only 22 vendors this year. But we're already planning for next year. And we have some, uh, it looks like we have a resort out of Cozumel that's going to come up. But next year we're looking at, we've got confirmation from a resort out of uh, Tahiti, Cayman Brock, Mexico, uh, Rotan. So we're looking at more opportunities for travel, scuba travel next year. And next year we already already got confirmation that we're gonna be able to do some service seminars, Mari's and OTS and working on some with some other manufacturers. So we're trying to make it a bigger event uh, cause people are traveling a significant distance. So let's provide them some additional opportunity to meet other divers and also learn about, uh, scuba products that are currently on the market and coming on the market.
0: Do you feel like it gets bigger every year?
3: Oh yes. Yes. It's getting significant bigger. Uh, this year we're anticipating about 500 people in attendance, uh, We are getting, the state of Minnesota just did an interview this morning. They're going to try to drum up some additional interest. And so yes, it's definitely growing every year.
2: So how do you deal with gear for those who may not be bringing their own?
3: Well, the gear, the main thing about gear it needs to be environmentally sealed and ready for the cold water. Uh, Beyond that, we have buckets of hot water at every hole and the main thing is divers cannot put the regulator in their mouth prior to descending under the ice Uh, they have to put it in once their mouth is physically below the water line otherwise the water vapor coming out at 98.6 it's going to be it's going to be uh we're going to get a little bit of a free flow from a regulator freezing up but really it's uh, We've had people dive 65 millimeter, Farmer John's, uh, 7mm, 9mm, and, of course, the dry suit. Dry suit doesn't keep you warm. It keeps you dry. It's what you wear underneath it. Uh, But there's a lot of different aspects of it. Safety's number one. So under the BC, everyone wears a harness. And attached to that harness is a locking carabiner with a rope to the surface. Everyone's limited to 15 minutes under the ice. And every two to three minutes, there's going to be communication by rope tugs. And if we don't hear from, from you, since you're attached to a, a line with a locking carabiner, you're coming out of the hole. We also have where people have gone upside down with their fins on the bottom of the ice and ski. And then the folks up on the surface pull the rope. So there's a lot of different aspects of being safe, but also having some fun. Well, once again, safety's number one. We can always say, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, we gotta have that communication. No, that's fair.
0: So do you go, you get to go in the hole, how many people go in a hole at once?
3: The most we put in a hole is three people. Okay. Uh, There's one line, uh, primary rope, Uh, We do have it marked, so we know exactly where the distance the divers are from the surface. And then there's two other ropes attached to it, kind of like a slider, that uh, they can move up and back and forth on the rope, uh, but they cannot crisscross the way that it's designed. And it's just folks having fun, seeing it's a new environment. Uh, The bottom of the ice is not flat. And so your exhaust, once it hits the bottom of the ice, is kinda, it's going to run a little bit, uh, depending upon the, uh, the way the ice is formed, the crevices, the shape. Uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, one thing that I was wondering, with everything the way that it is this year – in Minnesota and up north. I don't know if everybody knows this, but this has been a super crazy mild winter for Minnesota and the northern United States. And so it was very touch and go on how much ice we were actually gonna have on the lakes. But Mark, speak to that a little bit.
3: Yeah, that was always a concern. Every morning I'd check uh, the weather. Uh, There's some weather Websites I liked better than uh, uh, than others because it told me what I wanted to hear versus what I should hear. But as of last Monday, the sheriff department dive team that uh, is responsible for that geographic lake that where we're diving, they went diving. We had eight inches of nice, clear, solid ice. Uh, it was to the point that you could actually watch the divers underneath the water because their exhaust, their exhalation, you could actually see the bubbles hitting the bottom of the ice and you can follow their movement. We've had the cold weather the last two days, so we're anticipating it going from eight to possibly nine inches uh, more than safe. Uh, all the Department of Natural Resources and all the safety criteria is between six and eight inches of ice. You can drive a small car on so uh people walking on it we're not gonna have no problem but i know we're gonna have plenty of public safety dive teams there uh but once again safety is number one and we'll ensure everything is done in a nice safe manner
2: what sort of resources do you have to have available for you know, just to be prepared in case something does someone does fall through when they're not supposed to a
3: lot of that is this year Even though we're going to have enough ice, typically for the ice festival, we do the warming tents and all the meeting tents out on the ice. This year, even though we're going to have enough ice, we're going to move all the tentage on shore. And it's going to be pretty much just the individual divers. And the recommendation is going to be they uh, walk out to their hole with their dry suit or wetsuit already on.
0: What would be the alternative? Why, like, where would you normally put on your suit? And, like, how would that normally work?
3: Normally, that would be at the warming tent that is situated, you know, about 15 feet from the hole. Uh, but we're just going to err on the side of caution. And all that is going to be up on shore. So,
0: that's so what is a typical point? day? Oh, go ahead, Beth. That's including the vendors and everything like that. So like the Mars tent and Atomic and all those, they're going to be up on shore? Yes, they will be. Okay.
2: So what does a typical day at the ice fest look like? What, how does how the day go?
3: So typically the day before we're out there cutting the holes, clearing off the snow, and establishing the drop-off points for all the gear. Uh, Every every hole is color-coordinated, identified, so blue, brown, yellow. And then we have drop-off points identified up in the parking lots that people would drop their gear off. And then we would normally have ATVs, CTVs with trailers move the gear out to their respective holes. 7.30 in the morning, myself and my staff would get there on a Saturday morning and we'd finish up cutting any additional holes and start getting the ropes out and each hole set up. And then the divers start showing up about 8.15. And we just, the night before, Friday night, when we do the classroom portion, the safety briefs. uh, We ensure all the paperwork is done but we ensure that everybody has a good understanding of the expectations and the flow of Saturday. And then we get them out there, we get the dives in, uh, in between when they're diving and they're not, they can go vi- uh, visit the manufacturer's tent, the travel tents, meet with uh, the travel agents uh, representing the various resorts, and there's gonna be food vendors and then that gets wrapped up on a Saturday. And then there's a no-hole social where they can come together, meet uh, each other, make those additional uh, exchange information, those additional relationships building in the scuba community. This year is a little bit different depending upon the weather. We might have a night dive. And then we also, depending upon the weather, we might have some additional dives on a Sunday. Uh it all depends on mother nature
2: so what are, what um what in nature are they looking for? what are they going what are, what are the divers going to see when they drop below the ice?
3: It depends. Every lake's a little bit different. uh Some of the lakes we've been to in the past, there's been platforms there's been tail section of airplanes w- w- there's the de- lake we're diving in for this ice festival. there's a platform, there's a car. Uh, there's every lake's a little bit different, and then of course visibility can change on a daily basis. Uh, then of course once everyone goes down, due to the muckiness of the Minnesota lakes, uh, the first ones will have most likely some pretty darn good visibility, but the uh, later ones uh, might be a little more challenging.
0: How do I how do I get to be first?
3: I think we can probably make that a work.
0: an extra 20. I think can we, can we, cut, a, can we cut a deal here?
3: I, I think we can make that work for you miles.
0: Yes. <laughs> also, so how many I did want to say, as soon as you told me that there are going to be vendors there from resorts and warm places, Immediately, I thought, there's not a better location for them to sell plenty of resorts. <laughs> yes. Because who, who wouldn't be standing, freezing in the cold in their dry suit and say, you know what? I deserve a warm water vacation.
3: <laughs> That's true. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's the easiest sales pitch in the world. Easiest. So how many other people are around the hole while you have up to three divers in the water? How many other people are backing them up?
3: Uh, There is a rope tender. There's a person in charge of the hole. Uh, There is typically a, another diver that we call a backup diver and they're at a 90% uh, ready state. It might not have their fins on and they're, Typically, when we have 15 to 18 18 inches of ice, then the other divers that are assigned to that hole are typically wandering around in the vicinity of that. Uh, This year, uh, we're gonna probably have some additional caution tape about 10 feet out from the hole because even as Friday, with the clarity of the ice to the point that you get right up onto the hole, And it's so clear, you don't know where the hole begins and the water is. So safety first, we're going to put out some additional caution tape uh, about 10 feet from the hole and around the perimeter.
0: So how many dives will I be doing for my class? And then how many dives will I be doing at the festival?
3: Uh, During the class, you'll be doing three dives. And really during the festival, probably two. Uh, If you want to do some dives during the week, all you really need is another five and you can self-certify as an ice instructor.
0: No, that would be awesome. I mean, I've been talking to Lydia about it because I'll be working during the week, but she won't. And so there's maybe even a possibility that she would want to go out if, you know, it, are we the only ones getting certified next weekend or are we going to have other people with us?
3: There's going to be other people. I have one of my dive masters. We have a gentleman coming in from Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. I uh, believe he's a dive, dive master, but he's the captain of the Air Force Base uh, Fire Department. And he's going to be here that whole week. Uh, and there's I have a couple other folks. I have one instructor or two instructors, I take it back, three that uh, potentially could be available during the week, also to assist in some diving. But uh, the way I look at it, you guys are here. I got the gear just sitting here. Might as well go get some dives.
0: That's awesome. I definitely won't be trying to dive in the wetsuit like you had suggested at one point. Um, I will be t- trying to be in my dry suit with with I, I don't want to be wet not in the water
2: okay <laughs> So as far as where people can find you where can they go to get more information We're about a week and a half out from the festival is there still time to sign up I mean where can people go to learn more?
3: Uh, they can go to our social media We have under Midwest School of Diving our Facebook we also have, Uh, the North American Ice Diving Festival on Facebook, or even our uh, shop's website, mwschoolofdiving.com.
0: And then, honestly, if people just call the shop, they can get a lot of information from you, right?
3: I, you know, I'm the owner, so it seems like I live here.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's common with scuba industry. Well, Mark... Just to finish it off, we always ask our guests that come on about their dive story. So could you tell us a little bit about how you got into diving and how you became the owner of a shop?
3: Sure. Let's see. Well, 1978, I needed a college credit at the University of Minnesota. And I saw in the catalog something called scuba. And so I took the class. Uh, I'm a retired Army colonel. And right after that, I got commission, and the Army sent me in their great wisdom, different parts of the world. And I took advantage of it, and I did the diving. Uh, I'm also retired from UPS. I'm retired as an adjunct professor. And then when I finally got done with all those careers, it's like, now what am I going to do? Uh, and so I started the dive shop about 12 years ago when I was still had employment with a couple of those other endeavors, and then when I finally retired from them, I started the dive shop full time. It's, uh, it's an interesting uh, thing that we're doing. We're certified as a vocational school, so we certify folks from walking in the door all the way up through the higher levels of instruction, uh, instructors, but we're certified by the state of Minnesota as a vocational school. But some of the other things we do that is very enjoyable, we work with people with disabilities, paraplegias, quads, uh, amputees, blind, deaf. In fact, Monday right after the ICE Festival, we have a uh, adaptive tri-scuba at one of our locations that we support. And then we do a lot of public safety, uh, the fire department, sheriff departments, police departments. And so... We stay busy, almost sometimes too
2: busy. What's the piece well, of your diving yeah, career that you're most proud yeah.
3: of? Most proud, the, the adaptive. Working with people with adaptive needs. It's one we, thing working and certifying somebody who's able-bodied, but when you work with somebody that's like a quadruple amputee, or somebody that is confined to a wheelchair, once you get them in the water and they're free of gravity, and they're able to uh, get neutrally buoyant uh, and just the excitement and look on their face, that's very, very rewarding.
0: That's awesome, yeah. Jake and I, I think I told you this when I came and visited the shop, but Jake and I have had the opportunity to work with the Wounded Warriors program in San Diego, and um, a couple other programs, Life Waters, um, and it was it was really rewarding. It's always a super cool day to see people out there that you know, people that can't walk, but then they're just zooming around the pool, and yeah, it's it's really awesome that you guys are a part of that as well. Yeah.
2: And thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about your festival. Uh, I know Miles is excited to get there. Uh, I'm sorry I can't be there in person, but uh, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be wishing you all well and, and the best of success at, uh, at the festival.
3: Well, thank you very much, Jake. It's nice meeting you. And Miles, we'll see you next weekend.
0: I'll see you next week, 7.30 a.m. Saturday. I'm there.
3: Okay. <laughs> Sounds good.
0: All right. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Mark.
3: Have you a bet. Great you guys day. take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: So, after hearing all this, Miles, how stoked are you for uh, the next couple of days?
0: I'm just saying, I'm very thankful for this podcast, so that I got my plug into being the first one in that ice hole. Because yeah. I I'm like...
1: <laughs> you want the good viz, you want the good viz
0: beautiful vision in my mind of those videos and pictures taken of people underneath the ice and you can see the ice layer above them and so I just have this vision in my mind of this like magical beautiful experience and I don't want it to be muddy.
1: (laughs) Well I'm sure it will not be I'm sure you're gonna have a wonderful time and I can't wait to hear all about it.
0: And I'm also just really excited that I get to do it with a friend, you know, that Lydia's coming and doing it with me.
1: Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, Diving with friends, obviously, way better than diving by yourself. Um, I really, like, I'm glad she's going out there with you. Because I'm not going to do it. I'll just (laughs) say straight up, I'm not doing that. Like, after, like, I was kind of out on ice diving, like, April and Josh, I was kind of in, I wasn't sure. And then hearing this, like, all the, oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I I think I'm out. I think I might be out. I think I might stick to the coldest I'll do is San Diego.
0: You would do colder. You would do it if you had the opportunity to go to Iceland or Norway. You would do it.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably. I think the um, I think the like defining factor for me would be: is there a um, like, is, how warm can I get? How quickly can I, and how quickly can I get warm after I get yeah. out of the water?
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely a thought. And that's something, you know, I'm really glad that Mark discussed and we covered. And I think it's really important for people who are on the edge for ice diving or the festival itself to know that, like, there will be warming houses right there, right away. And so, you know, I don't think it's ever as, cold as you think it's going to be
1: well i guess we'll find out you'll have to tell us next week
0: will do will do so
1: before we wrap up quick shameless self-plug uh i am a featured explorer on buddy this week month period of time uh so go oh you are okay so it's both of us
0: yeah, I, we, I guess we didn't talk about it, but so am I. We
1: didn't talk about this. I got the email this morning, so I wanted what to do a quick little self-plug. So Miles and I are featured Buddy Explorers, um, so check us out on the Buddy app. Um, you can check out our profiles, check out the dives we've done, check out the gear we wear, and check out uh, what we've been up to. So until we come back and give you all the recap of what we're getting up to these next couple of weeks, I'm Jake. I'm Miles. And this has been another episode of Free Descent. See you guys soon.